Hi, this is Sharon and welcome to Getting Unstuck. I'm a spiritual coach, medium, intuitive, and tarot reader. I'll have weekly guests with inspiring stories of how they went from stuck to unstuck. My hope is this podcast helps you get unstuck so you can begin living the life you've always dreamed of. Hey everyone, it's Sharon from Getting Unstuck. Today I have two guests. They're a husband and wife team, Caitlin and Chris. And what intrigued me about this couple was how they turned their life around. They have gone from smokers, from anxiety, to a healthy lifestyle, to a disciplined exercise routine. And they are happy and healthy and just an amazing couple. So I wanted to have them on because I know many of you are dealing with COVID-15, are dealing with anxiety and depression. And if you want to learn about how to lose some weight, how to turn that anxiety around, this is definitely the podcast for you. So welcome, Caitlin and Chris. Thank you. Thank you. That's a nice introduction. That's an amazing introduction. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just start, Chris. When you were in college, what was your lifestyle like? The American dream. I mean, you get to eat what you want and drink what you want and smoke and cigarettes and just hanging out. You know, like barely went to the gym at school. Like it was, you know, I, I remember in one semester I had three days worth of classes. So we drank four nights like a week. <laughs> Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, so Doesn't over like the course of that, right, and not doing anything, you know, I continued to gain weight, and I just continued to uh, live this. Like, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I worked really hard in school too, so like I had a balance, but it was clearly I didn't know about taking care of my body in any way, and and right. I I wasn't taught that, you know, like I didn't I played sports growing up, and I was skinny, but it never I was never coached in ways to take it to the next level you know and I so once I turned 18 I went to college I just decided hey I'm going to try school and that's what I did right and, that, and at 18 you don't think about the future think, right no. it's you're just partying no. and eating no. and you don't think about exactly. how it's affecting your body blah blah blah. Caitlin what right. about you um when you headed to college was it a similar experience um somewhat I um, definitely had uh, enjoyed my freedom in college for sure. Drank a lot, smoked a lot of pot. Um, yeah, I ended up getting pregnant after my freshman year. So, you know, my college experience then was very different. Um, the rest of it was very different from my freshman year. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris, so, so you're in college, you're eating poorly, and let's just fast forward a little bit. Were you having anxiety in college as well? No, no. Like, okay, I, you're I living the dream. Like that. Right, I'm living the dream, right? Yeah. And I mean, okay. to look back, when I was in college, I actually started grinding my teeth while I slept. So, oh, I mean, at some part, it did start while I was in college, and I just didn't know, or I didn't know that I was going to have to deal with it in the way that I did in a few years. Right. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit with you. So mm -hmm. now you're 25 years old. Tell me mm -hmm. what you did on your 25th birthday. Oh, what a great day. Yeah, I spent it getting a CT scan in some random hospital in, or by Gaithersburg, Maryland, um, by myself and basically having like a nervous breakdown, a panic attack in the waiting room. Um, so yeah, it was a, quite a good day there. So I literally felt like I had like a midlife or sorry, the quarter life crisis. Um, and yeah, 
not a lot of fun. No. So um, now you're a little bit overweight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you're, yep. You've got some anxiety running through your body. Mm-hmm. And I don't and, even know that at that point either. Like, I just, I think I'm sick. Okay. You know, like, I think I'm feeling sick for like a month on end. Or sorry, and what like was, on end and a few what months was the symptom that got you to have a CAT scan, a CT scan? Just like, always feeling sick, like feeling nauseous, wow. you know, like constant and, and going, I remember going out to certain places and it, and it feeling even worse. Um, but nothing was as bad as like the day that, that I had that CT scan. So. Yeah. And the results came back like there's yeah, everything was negative. You. Yep. Every doctor was like, you're fine. Like all the tests were great. And I was like, no, there's something wrong, something wrong. And so yeah. that's when I remember telling this story to one of the guys I work with. And he was like, you want to see a psychologist? And I was like, why would I ever do that? You know, like <laughs> it never even dawned on me that something like stress or my own anxiety could like affect my body. So right. I was completely unaware of that kind of connection. Right. Um, yeah. And so, so I started to read a little bit. I started to do some research, you know, and I found a great psychologist uh, by me. And like, I, you know, I went on anti-anxiety meds for I think a couple months. Um, and man, they messed me up, but they you know, it's, did? oh yeah, yeah. Like it, it helped me get over the hump, but like I would fall asleep at work almost. Like it was bad. Like it just leveled me and that was it. So there was no anxiety, but there was no good either. Right. So that's why I was like, you know, this is, I have to continue to learn because if my, my goal here is to use this to get over the hump. Um, And so, but I knew it wasn't sustainable because you, you have to continue to increase dosage. And like, it was, I knew I could not do that. So I had to figure out how to deal with it myself. Um, and, and to me, I had to figure out the first place I looked around me and I was like, I'm unhappy here. I got to leave. Your so, job. This is your yep, job. You your job, the area too. Okay. Yep. Where were you? I was outside of DC in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. So that was step number one for you. You were in a job. You didn't, it wasn't filling you up. It wasn't yep. your jam. Nope. And so you left. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And within... I think a few weeks of deciding that I was packed all my stuff up, put in a U-Haul and moved up here. And I just randomly found a, a job up here and that was it. Wow. Like, I don't yeah, think there are accidents. I think, you know, mm-hmm. I think you landed in the right place. And plus you mm-hmm. met Caitlin. So there's that. This is right? very true. Yeah. I know. Right. Uh, I know. Especially and from the company that I worked at too. That's how we got connected. So, nice. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Cascan says you're fine. You know something's not right. You're like, I'm gonna quit my job. Mm-hmm. But you probably didn't equate that either with like your overall being would feel better once you stop doing something you don't like, right? No, so yeah. you move up here, and are you still like having anxiety and not feeling well, and still overeating and drinking? It was it was better at that point. Like I had lost about so from the time that I first started going to the doctors to the time I moved up here, I lost probably 45 pounds, maybe. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. How? And I was literally just like walking, I was just not eating. Shit. I stopped drinking and I stopped eating crap. Like, because I couldn't eat because I kept trying, I was continuing to feel sick. So I continued to adjust my diet to remove like most things. Like I would stop eating greasy food. I stopped eating at two in the morning and like finishing like a whole plate of fries after like, you know, <laughs> drinking 10 beers at night. So it like that weight all just kind of went away. And I, when I came up here, um, I just started like walking and, you know, continuing to at least 
I, I still, again, didn't know that I could take it to the next level. So to me, I was happy because I wasn't feeling horrible. I was able to go out and like enjoy going out to have some beers and to start drinking again, but in a way that like it was with like people from work and starting to create relationships, you know? Right. So it was so, community. It was like community drinking, not like right. counting right. them down like in college. Yeah. Right. At this point, Chris, had you equated the weight loss with anxiety and mental health and just feeling better in general? Had you made that connection? Like, wow, I've lost weight and I feel better. I think a little bit, but it, it wasn't into my routine yet. Like, I, I feel like I got through that moment in time and now I'm going to focus on work again and like my life, but I'm not going to eat horrible anymore. I'm not going to go out like three or four nights a week, you know? And so, so I think it was, I at least had the understanding that I can't push my body to that like level again. Like that was bad. So, yeah, so let's avoid right. that. But I didn't yeah. have the system or knowledge I have now to really navigate it. I know that you two have three words that are, that are on your refrigerator. Can you tell me what those three words are and what they mean to both of you? Sure. So it's passion, determination, and discipline. And so the story goes that one night we were sitting here and actually I don't even remember. You remember. No, you were. All right. So I said something and she goes on about how those three, these three words describe you perfectly. And I was, and I was like, wow, passion, determination, and discipline. And so I started to, to think about like why she would choose these three words essentially, you know, and that, and I look at, I bring passion to like everything I do. So if I'm going to do it, I try to do things like the right way. And I just try totally, with your whole heart, Yeah, with my whole heart. heart. Right. So I put myself into it. And then the determination is you gotta, <laughs> nothing's easy and everything's work. So you have to realize that you can do anything. It's just, you have to break it to smaller pieces. And if you're willing to be determined to like build one piece after the other, you can do that. So I think the first thing is, is that I've learned that I needed to change what my goals are. So instead of trying to think of, I need to lose like 10 pounds or 30 pounds, it's, am I willing to make a better choice most of the time than I am to make a bad choice? And whether that's eating or exercising or having a, like trying my relationship with Kate, you know, like these things are all work and we all have the choice to do that, you know, and we don't have to set goals that make us seem as if it has to be perfect. And that's the only way, because right. then we set ourselves up for failure and that no, like, that's why there's so many times that we stop, you know? So we want to remove these barriers of entry. We want to make less friction. And the way that I found to do that for myself is to like, look at the goals that I had and realize like, I don't want to look like that. I just want to make more better choices in a row than I do bad ones. So like, don't work out seven days a week if it's not easy for you, like, or it's not doable, but work out five. Like you don't have to do something every day. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be better than like just could do to be work you know and it's great you can do a work and be like super happy you don't have to do a plus work all the time but yeah that's that's the mental model that I had in myself was like I can only achieve this if I get to this level and then I realized it's not about getting to that level it's just about putting the work in to make yourself grow one more step towards that and then you're in control of how far that goes you know, otherwise you're just setting yourself up to like, why, why stop here? 
You know, if you if you put that limit on yourself anyway, you're already living here. Like your goal is just a limit and you're going to break through that hopefully, you know, because then that, and I think that's when like, ah, oh, the real magic happens because then, then you're not doing things, you know, for, for like a, a fake reason, you know, and, and that's what one of the things. So the other week we were sitting here and I was um, trying to think about in my head, like with these goals and going along that, how do you judge your progress? You know, because it's not, I lost like three pounds this week or I lost five pounds. So that's good. And the thing I thought of was that you're one day stronger. So you're working towards, can I just be one day stronger than I was yesterday? Like I go to bar class five days a week and then play hockey and my body's like destroyed. And every day at class, like I just get a little stronger. doesn't matter if I, if I can't even, I don't even use weights most of the time. I mean, like this stuff kills me. So like, it's not about how much weight I can do or how many classes I can do it, or sorry, it is about how many classes because the amount of classes you do shows that you show up every day. And that's all we want. You show up every day, you work hard and you get to check that box. And that box means that you can then like enjoy the other parts of like my life. Then that's how I kind of look at it is that if I can do that, then that brings something else into balance. And I can, I can afford to sit on my ass for my job eight to 10 hours a day, hunched over most of the time, although I'm trying to still work on my posture um, and still feel amazing. Like it's, it's so different. And I remember feeling so terrible in like my late twenties, like the pains I was starting to get from sitting, just just from sitting. Like, and it blew my mind. I'm like, why am I in, why is this bothering so, so much? So that's where I started just trying to tweak all these little things and figuring out like what works for me. And that's what led me down this kind of path of realizing like my goals are wrong. And, and it's not about, it's not about the winning part. It, it really is about like the game and just the, the effort that you put into it, you know, because so much of what I was taught was like winning and losing in games. And that's the sports that I played. But bar made me realize that it's not like, there's a whole level of fitness that doesn't matter if you win or lose. It just matters that you show up and try. And I was like, I can kill this. Like, this is exactly what I need in my life right now. Because like, you know, I was playing, I was playing hockey on like five leagues and destroying my body. Um, So, you know, that this, this allowed me to do something that I knew I could sustain, you know, but it opened my eyes to this can be a routine. This can be something that isn't about winning or losing and the winning, the winning good feelings just come from showing up and doing it. And since I put, and that, and that's only come together for me in the last, like, well, so I was about to say three years, not that, um, like the past, like eight months, probably, um, to where I've really been able to put all this together and think like, wow, I think, I feel like I'm actually onto something. Yeah. I think you should write a book. Right. Yeah. So So let me ask you this, um, uh to the two of you. Mm -hmm. So let's say that, um, a lot of people now don't have the opportunity to go to a gym. Like you guys go to bar, right? Shameless plug there for bar. Yay. Thank there you. you bar. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But what if they, they're not comfortable heading to a gym, but they want to make a change in their life and they're sure. like, you know, they want to lose weight or they want to, you know, sure. just, yeah. So how, is there anything the two of you could recommend that people can do at home that that's not so community based because it's, of COVID? Yeah, I know. Right. Um, there are so many online ones right now. There is new online ones popping up um, where you can get a subscription, you know, through like your Apple TV, 
uh, things like that. I mean, if people can afford things like Peloton, there's that, but there's literally like any kind of fitness class that you can take now is, can be delivered, especially, I mean, there's a whole new like Apple fitness thing. Um, so yeah, there's, there's opportunities. The, the, the whole thing though, is like, it's going to suck. Like that working out at home suck. Like we did it for how many months, a bunch of months and it sucked. Um, but like the other thing, so the other part of this whole equation too, is that I, the other thing that I realized is that all the decisions I was making to do, to be more determined and disciplined came around how much pain am I willing to take for this decision? Am I willing to take less pain and sit there and watch TV or more pain and actually get up and do something? And I know it sounds so stupid, but that's the way I thought about it. I was like, my choices came down to, am I going to like give myself more pain by being unpleasant, you know, having an unpleasant experience, or I can just sit here and do nothing. Right. Yeah. And I guess too, you started by simply walking, open up the door and walking <laughs> back in the day, right? Like yep, so yep. there's that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Like I just, I love to walk. So like I can go and walk for like hours. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and I know it's, it's worked for other people too. I mean, and really what you're saying, Chris, is that you've really got to put yourself first. You've got to have the mindset that you want to do this and it doesn't come easy. And I'm sure both of you, there are days, cause I know you guys get up really early to go to the gym, like before the sun 45 every day. So. Yeah. Right. And so I'm yeah. sure there are days, especially when it's getting colder out, you'd rather just stay snuggled up in bed, but what do you think makes the two of you? What is the motivation behind it? Is it simply just like you said, like it's more painful for you to sit home and have that and not do anything and have that weighing on your mind all day versus just doing it? I think that everybody's going to find their own thing, but I think what is ingrained in me is, and my dad put it in a great story this weekend. He was telling me how when he started, he was a plaster and when he started his dad owned the business and his dad gave him the shittiest job to try to break him. And my dad looked at me and he was like, you can't break me. And this is, so this is my stepdad too. He's not my biological dad, but he raised me since I was like six. Um, and I saw this man work harder than like anyone else, you know, and I've had friends that told me like my work ethic is just, it's insane. It's, it's insane, absolutely right? insane. So, <laughs> so when when I'm able to put my mind to something like that, and then to hear him tell me this story, I was like, wow, that's interesting, because I feel like he was the one that inspired me, not even knowing it, like through that and instilled in me the work ethic that allows the determination and discipline to actually achieve a goal. And, and I didn't, you know, and all I did was watch him, like, and, and I didn't even realize all that. And literally, he told me that story this weekend. And I was like, no Holy kidding. Shit, that just blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, what do you think motivates you to get to the gym? Um, it definitely helps with my mental health. Um, I think Chris is further along in the unstuck journey. I'm just starting to un- unstick myself a bit. Um, and um, definitely, I want to have as many days with this guy here as possible. Aww. So you enjoy working out together. So if I drove to your house right now and walked into your kitchen and looked through your cupboards and your refrigerator, I would tell you what you'd find in my freezer. Two words, Ben and Jerry, or maybe three words, right? The staple, <laughs> it's literally the staple of my diet. Mm-hmm. What would I find in your house to eat? Well, right now there's a bag of dilly bars in the freezer. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's but that's that balance, thing. right? It's, it's the balance. balance. Like I can't, I, that's the biggest thing that I learned is that I would beat myself up so much before and go through so much mental anguish of like, I shouldn't eat that. I shouldn't eat that. And now I've realized like I can eat that once in a while, but I have to work hard all the other days to be able to balance that. And am I okay with doing that? And if I'm not, I need to be okay with not eating it. So again, it gets back to the, like when I realized that these choices are painful. So which one am I willing to choose? And it right. sucks. Like it literally sucks. And some nights I will eat like two of them and I will feel like shit the next day. And yes. I'm like, hey, why did you let me do that? <laughs> but, you know, I don't Four do cookies. it. I know, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't do it like every night and I don't like drink like I used to every night, you know? So it's, it's about, I think, finding the balance. And I know that right now, the amount that I do exercise puts that into balance. But if I, as I get older, I'm not going to be able to do this. And that's something that I have to like accept to myself. And because I love to eat, that's what I do. I love food. I love to eat. Like, really I know I, yeah. I love to have, you know, a couple beers, but you know, all that just adds up. And, and if you do that consistently, and this is the other thing that I realized is that if I'm going to do something consistently, I got to do it in a healthy way now. So like, I literally eat the same thing for lunch five to seven days a week. And it's, you know, it's Which all is what? stuff. It's power food. Yeah. Power food. We call it. It's um, brown, short grain, brown rice, sweet potatoes, uh, carrots, broccoli, and some chicken. Mixed and together? Yeah. And that's called the power food? Yeah. Well, it, we call it that. Yeah, we call oh, it that. You call that. Because it's it like, is- she named it because it's like, you don't, I, I started eating it and I never got tired at work an hour later. And she goes, oh, it's like in Mario when you would get a, a power up. And I was like, no, that's a good idea. So we started calling it power food. Oh, got it. Caitlin, mm-hmm. what would you say your one indulgence is? Oh, sugar. Mm-hmm. Anything okay. sugar. In any form. Any form. I don't discriminate. I'll yeah. eat anything. And to excessive amounts. Mm-hmm. I have no control mm-hmm. with snacking. So for me, I have to, I'll say to myself, you know, I really want to eat this. I was like, but you know, not today. I can eat it tomorrow. Like, so I give myself the choice. I'm never, like, I don't deny myself. You know, if I want to eat something, I'm going to eat it. But um, sometimes I, I think a little bit more critically, like I'm probably going to feel really bad after I eat this. I'm not mm-hmm. going to feel good. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, not tonight. I don't have to eat it tonight. I can, I can make that decision again mm-hmm. tomorrow. And I usually won't eat it mm-hmm. um, just because I know I just feel mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like crap. Yeah. I have one other question for the two of you. And I know you have a son and I was just wondering how has your your, the lifestyle changes that both of you made. Oh, plus I forgot to mention you two are smokers for many years. Yeah. Thir- yep. Do I want to say 13 years? Do I have that yeah. right? Yeah, for me, 13 years. 13 years. And that that probably was the hardest addiction for me to well, that oh. and sugar are the two I hardest. Miss cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So much. Yeah, every once in a while, Caitlin, I do the same thing. Like I'll like someone will be outside and I'll just catch a whiff and yeah. 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 Maybe for my birthday, I'll ask for a pack of cigarettes mm-hmm. and every day. Yeah. <laughs> and you two quit because of your son. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so right. I, I think I, that was one of the things too, that I realized like I, I couldn't raise Jack and smoke cigarettes. I just couldn't like, right. it wasn't my dad smoked, both my parents smoked, my dad, he still smokes. Um, but not that I knew that again, that I could take my life and at least just like my own 
health and physical health, like to another level, I just knew that I didn't want him, you know, feeling cool because you're packing a pack of cigarettes or looking cool because you're smoking a cigarette or, you know, all the, the dumb shit that I thought was cool that was wrapped around smoking. I didn't want him to be, to have, like, think that was cool. Yeah, so, exactly. And you know. what about your lifestyle changes, working out, eating well, mm -hmm. has it affected or impacted him in any way? How old is he now? He's 15. Mm -hmm. 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, right? How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> and does he, does he work out? Does he eat well? Does he complain? Um, like there's no. Well, I hope it affects him in a positive way. <laughs> he, he does work out. I mean, and he's a healthy eater and he always is. has been, and he's yes. not the sugar person I am. Like he will, mm -hmm. um, choose not like his Halloween candy would last for the entire Months. year. Yeah. He would eat it very slowly, one piece at a time. He really doesn't go overboard where I have no self-control. So he's always been really healthy mm -hmm. and I, he is enjoying the healthy food that we yeah. cook for sure. Because we cook stuff every night. Like our, our new kick is on HelloFresh. So they get a <laughs> plug there for free. Um, yeah. But it's, And even before that, like we would eat the same simple things, whether it's like burgers and chicken and like chicken, rice and potato. Yeah, basically a protein, a vegetable and a potato. And we would rotate that. And it's again, not the, not the most glamorous thing, but it was better than like having fries or like just worst food. Mama Celeste 10 for 10 pizzas. Like yeah, I know, right? <laughs> or, or casseroles that we would, you know, make, or just stuff that we knew wasn't as healthy. Um, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think exercise for Jack is something that yes. is a little bit more difficult for him. Mm -hmm. He's a swimmer though. So he does enjoy swimming and last year with being on the high school team, we saw him really taking more of an interest in the food he was eating and getting better sleep and making sure his body was at like the peak, mm -hmm. you know, his peak, mm -hmm. that it, as, as right. good as he could get it. Right. So we saw that right. as a change for him, mm -hmm. which was really interesting. And then of course, mm -hmm. COVID. So yeah. now that's been yeah. difficult, but. But, you know, I think in, yeah, I think it is when, when he was swimming, you know, the, the thing that I tried to, teach him more is it like you can control a lot of variables and there's a ton that you can't control you know but if there's things that you can take care of and get into the pool in a better condition than if you just didn't try like you don't know who you're going to race against on a given day and they may not have done the same prep like you've done so like try to do the things of you know conditioning or getting better sleep you know nights before it or eating well and you, again you don't have to do it forever but maybe you just do it for the this the season so trying again to set up like what the goals are to not make it like these absolute things mm -hmm, and not right. say like, we want you to win this. Um, it was more just do, just do the work to go get up to it. And then when you get there, then it's like, I, I, I would actually tell him the line from the Red Sox when they won um, that World Series. Why not us? You know, because it's just like, why not, dude? You've done all the work all season. You just get there and you have fun, man. Right. So and that's how you how do I, one I, thing, you do everything. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you can prepare with all of these little things leading up to it, and that's it. So, and I like think I, the one thing you two are are showing him or teaching him maybe is about having a balance, which is really what life is all about: is having mm -hmm. a balance. Caitlin, you have a very interesting story about your grandmother. Tell me how she started to lose weight. 
Um, my, so my grandma would just walk around inside her house. She lives in the South, so it's kind of warm outside. So her only option really was to walk around inside her home, which was, it's probably like 1200 square feet. It's not big. Mm -hmm. And she would just do loops and she lost like about 20, 25 pounds. Really? Yeah. 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 At 87 years old. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's a great story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it shows like you can just make these little things like she didn't have to, you know, make a drastic change to her diet or exercise for hours on end. It's, you know, just one thing of being of trying to take it from being where she was more nothing, nothing to just something. And that's better than it was before. And that's I think that is some of those like keys and realizations of like anybody can do it, it doesn't matter what your age is, mm -hmm. you know. Amen to that. Wow. Deep, deep bow to your grandmother for that. <laughs> exactly. So we need to end this, although I could talk to the two of you forever. So if there was one piece of advice you could give anyone to begin a mind shift, a mindset reset, what would that one piece of advice be? I'll let you go first. I know. That's a good one. I think when you are making big shifts in your life to really treat yourself with compassion and take it really one day at a time. Like you were saying, it doesn't have to be perfect. So don't set yourself up for failure. So just be compassionate towards yourself and know, and like, like we said, I can choose to do this tomorrow if I still want to, I'm not completely denying myself. Mm -hmm. I love that. I would, I would say that like, you can do it. <laughs> and like that's literally what it comes down to is like just believing like Nike was right yeah yeah know, right <laughs> like if but like you can and and people in much worse conditions than you or much better conditions than you have done it and it's literally about you making the choice to do it every day you know oh. and you have to make the better choices that's it and if you if you don't want to that's okay because the results you get will show based off of like the choices you make so it's all in your control and you can do it you just have to take that step. Yes, it is. Yep. Willingness is everything. Yeah. I love what the two of you just said. I think that's a great place to um, end. And anybody out there wants some life coaching advice, you can reach out <laughs> to me and I'll connect you with Caitlin and Chris. So thank you both for being here. This is big fun for me. I really appreciate your time. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, this was an awesome experience. Thanks for inviting me.